Yeah, did you get all the songs and everything? Mm-hmm. All right, hey, cool. folks, it is Rogue One Radio. We're back, and this is episode number 33. I am uh, one half of your host team, Steve, and with me is Charlie. How's it going? Let me move this over. Hey, what's going on? Me? Um, not a whole lot. Um, what has been going on with you this week? Oh man. Uh, it's, uh, it's been a, it's been a week. Um, we, um, uh, it's the anniversary. Uh, yesterday was the anniversary of, uh, my, me and my wife, uh, having a loss, um, she was pregnant at around 24 months and ended up, uh, losing, uh, who was going to be our son. Uh, so a lot of that's been weighing on my mind, uh, this week. So it's, you know, um, other than that, just, uh, doing some reading, doing some, uh, you know, uh, not much video gaming this week, but just kind of retrospective of stuff yeah yeah well sorry to hear about uh sorry to hear about you and your wife that's some uh that's some rough going at it um yeah i mean as far as video games i've just mostly been playing fallout um i've been uh, doing... which one uh 76 or uh are you playing uh back on fallout 4 um, I'm still on 76. Hey, Nicole, good to have you in the chat. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm kind of stuck on 76. Uh, other than that, I've been, uh, been doing a little bit more reading. I've been kind of ramping up the, uh, reading of comic books, uh, kind of for, for a while I've only been reading, uh, I've had only been reading the Star Wars comic books, but I've been getting back into some of the other stuff that I've been reading or used to read um, about to start reading the uh, future state series. It's a, um, it's a DC event that's going on. Uh, so I've been getting ready to start that. Uh, what else have I been reading? Well, I read a bunch of stuff that I did reviews on a bunch of the star Wars stuff. Um, other than that, I have been watching. I just started watching the show Titans. I'd never watched it before. Uh, it was on the DC Universe streaming um, site or or show or uh, channel, uh, which I did not subscribe to. Uh, but now it's on HBO Max. So I went ahead and started watching that, and I think I'm about five episodes in. Um and then other than that, I, I've also been re-watching, at least for me, uh, Firefly with my son, Joey. He's actually never watched it before. Um, so he and I have been watching that together. I think we're, I want to say we're probably about five or six episodes in that one. Um, other than that, my band got a new drummer. We had to find a new drummer. Original drummer kind of disappeared on us for like a month and uh so we just we went out looking for another one 
uh, old drummer showed back up, but by that time we were like, yeah, sorry guys. <laughs> you disappear and, and not tell us what's going on. And that's uh, kind of you quitting. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're just kind of getting him up to speed. That's about it. Right. Right. So yeah, hopefully it's uh, not too hard to find uh, musicians there in Oklahoma city. Mm, it's hard to find drummers, but otherwise not too bad. Um, so, all right. So yeah, uh, this is Rogue One Radio. Today we are kicking off our uh, Skywalker Saga retrospective series. We'll see how that goes and see if we want to continue doing it. Um, so we're going to be starting things off with the Phantom Menace today. Mm -hmm. uh, we do have... Uh, some news that we're going to go over, uh, as well yeah. as a little, um, let's just call it a mini recap that we'll get into here in a little bit. Um, and then after that, of course, we'll do our, uh, our Phantom Menace retrospective. Um, and then uh, later on in the show, we'll have our top five list of the week. Which oh, we yeah. Got a few, uh, yeah, we got a few responses from that when we we sent that out to the social media airwaves uh and then of course we have tunes which we're going to go ahead and uh jump into one now and take a break from uh, talking before we get into our new segment uh this first song is from a band called Haley and the crushers uh it's a song from an album album that comes out next month called fun size and the song is called church of flag so here we go Yeah. 
Right. There was Haley and the Crushers with Church of Flag. Good stuff. So uh, joining us during the song was uh, RFB joining us in the chat. Welcome aboard. Uh, enjoy having these good folks come in and talk to us about Star Wars. Um, so um, the first thing we've got going is our news segment. Um, we've got a few pieces to talk about. Not uh, a crazy heavy news week, but there was some good stuff out there. Um, yep. Kind of starting things off or kicking things off. You may already know this, but our uh, Star Wars Light of the Jedi novel that started off the High Republic, which we talked about last week, uh, made the top of the New York Times bestseller list. Yes, congrats to them. Well deserved. So congratulations to uh, Mr. Charles Soule. And uh, I believe the uh, Justina Ireland book also made the bestseller list uh, in a different category. Yes. Um, his was in hardcover fiction, and hers was in, I think it's just young adult fiction, isn't it? Yes. Yep. Um, so it was a great week for our uh, High Republic books, making uh, the prestigious New York Times bestseller list. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, yeah, and, and well-deserved. Uh, it's a new era. Uh, I've uh, only heard positive things about it, uh, and, and that's kind of strange because you know we normally hang out on Twitter, and Twitter can be a very negative place sometimes. Uh, it, everything I've seen so far from Light of the Jedi uh, is just nothing but positive. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm I'm excited to see what the future holds for the uh, High Republic. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. In other Star Wars news, though, staying in the vein of Star Wars for a second, uh, there was a uh, a report. Uh, this is from uh, ComingSoon.net, uh, and I've seen it a couple of other places where um, Liam Neeson said that uh, he would bring back Qui Gon for the Obi Wan series if they were up for it. Uh, now, I, I do want to say that. Um, yeah, that it, it wasn't, uh, you know, Star Wars didn't reach out and say, Hey, will you come back and, and do this? Uh, but it was just asked if you had the opportunity, would you like to reprise the role? And he said, yes, absolutely. He would. Uh, so yeah, I thought that was, uh, interesting, uh, news. Um, you know, they didn't uh, burn any bridges with him. Uh, and he really enjoyed the, uh, the character uh, so much that he even has the uh, a lightsaber, the Qui Gon lightsaber, uh, on his desk. So, yeah, uh, I'm excited. Uh, that'd be uh, awesome to uh, get a reconnection of uh, Liam Neeson and Ewan McGregor, uh, yeah. since we're already getting uh, the uh, uh, yeah uh, Hayden Christensen one. So, yeah, I mean, I don't really see that as a very big stretch to put him in the, the Kenobi show. 
Yeah, ab absolutely. It's uh, to me, it'd be fitting, uh, honestly, uh, to yeah. have some, uh, you know, of course, he'd be a force ghost. Uh, right. And, you know, uh, he could teach uh, Obi-Wan, you know, you get that scene where he teaches Obi-Wan how to uh, become a force ghost as uh, as yeah. well. So how to communicate. Uh, yeah. So, oh, yeah, um, it, it, it's uh, I'd rather see that than them try to, especially since. You know, uh, yeah, he could still get that look, and it's not, I don't think that's something that they would have to like de age or anything like that. Uh, yeah. so it should work out well from a production standpoint. Megan has joined us in the chat. Good to have you, Megan. Hey, Megan. Um, she was going to be on the show with us tonight, but uh, she fell a little under the weather, so uh, her, her voice wasn't uh, up to up to hundred percent. So she's joining us in the chat. So it's good to have you. Yeah. Welcome. And uh, hopefully you, you feel better. You've got, uh, you've got some other news to talk about too, don't you? I do have some news uh, continuing with uh, the uh, bit of news that we talked about last week, uh, which was uh, the rebranding of uh, Lucas Hart's, uh, gaming, they were going to bring back the Lucas Films or uh, Lucas Film Games uh, as an umbrella for uh, future works. And last week, we even talked about that. Uh, yes, uh, EA uh, has exclusive. Uh, I'm all tongue tied today. Uh, they, they have the exclusive rights for uh, for the Star Wars games uh, up until I believe it's uh, either the end of uh, 2022 or 23. But that doesn't mean other uh, other companies can't make games as long as it's released afterwards. And lo and behold, we get this bombshell that Ubisoft is in development for a Star Wars game. And not only is it a Star Wars game, it's an open world Star Wars game. They've That's listened to the fans. We're getting That's what we want. Oh, it's absolutely. Uh, I just, Imagine something like Fallout I've, in the Star Wars realm. As much time as I spend on Fallout, I could only imagine. Right. I'm going to be. I'm going to be stuck to my PlayStation. <laughs> Uh, so um, it, it is not the uh, the part that has uh, the Assassin's uh, Assassin's Creed games because that is uh, Ubisoft Montreal uh, that has those, uh, but it is another division uh, uh, division of Ubisoft. Uh, so uh, I'm excited to uh, see it. I believe it's their uh, massive uh group that has this one uh so yeah i'm i'm really 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 excited for this to see what they're going to do um you know, is that the group that does watchdogs uh yes so uh. yeah uh could we possibly get uh you know star wars 1313 um oh, you know, I, Oh man, yeah. That uh, which uh, hopefully we'll get some more news on that, and then we'll be able to expound further. Um, but whether it's a more open uh, world aspect of like a fallen order, 
Uh, I've also heard rumors that they're going to bring uh, back uh, the Force Unleashed series and do a Force Unleashed 3. Um, I, I don't know which, which property that they're going with, uh, but I'm excited for it either way. For sure. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be great. So uh, more things that I have uh, news on uh, that I know some people in the chat will uh, absolutely love to hear uh, that Stranger Things, which is uh, in production and I guess they've already started filming season four, uh, but it's a little bit different than what they have been doing. Uh, it's just, a, a with all this, uh, COVID stuff that, uh, that we're all having to go through in the precautions, uh, it's just slowing down, uh, the process. Um, uh, um, I can't pronounce his name. Gatton, Gatton Matarazzo. If I, man, I'm sure I just absolutely butchered that name. Uh, but, uh, said, you know, they're still, uh, you know, enjoying the, the process. It's just a little bit slower than normal. Um, you know, uh, you know, they're taking their, uh, their time to do it, to do it right. Uh, uh but they are working on it. They're all staying safe and, uh, they're all enjoying it. So I, I, for one, cannot wait for season four. Uh, and see what uh, what kind of goodness these guys are going to bring. Uh, we also know that uh, uh, we're going to get more uh, Jim Hopper uh, backstory in this one. Uh, and we also uh, had it confirmed that season four will not be the last season. Uh, that the writers already know what the ending is. They already know when the ending is going to be. They just have to get to it, and they're in no hurry to do so. So good news for any Stranger Things fans. That's great. I think my uh, my kids will be happy about that. I, I've actually only seen the first season. I just Not that I don't want to watch the rest of it, and I just haven't got around to it. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's great. Yeah, you, you need to get into, uh, into it. Season, season two uh, was, uh, I thought, a step above, and season three just was absolutely off the rails. Uh, I, I love where they're going with it. Uh, I just, uh, yeah, they left on such a big uh, cliffhanger. Uh, I really want to see what's going on there. Nice. What else do you have? Anything? Uh, I've got some stuff. Uh, hey, um, just kind of off off the uh, off the schedule. Did you know that? Um, did you hear that the Muppet Show is coming to HBO Max? Or no, not uh, not HBO no, Max. Did, I was going to say, what in the world? Yeah. Uh, that I thought maybe they must have pulled the old switcheroo on me, but yes, that was me telling you. No, Disney Plus. They're they're coming to. Yeah. Muppet shows coming. So any yeah, Muppet show. It's time coming. to start the music. It's time to light the lights. We're on for a fantastic time on the Muppet show tonight. Very good. Yes. Fork, fork, fork. Ah. <laughs> All right. So a um, few months back, probably, probably late 
summer, we did an episode about uh, Superman mm. and uh, talked about uh, our least favorite um, Superman writer, who is currently still the writer. Uh, uh, and, and around the time we had mentioned that uh, it may have been it may have been later. It may have not been in the Superman episode, but a few months back at some point in time, we mentioned that uh, Brian Michael Bendis had announced that his uh, run on Action Comics and Superman was coming to an end. Uh, we didn't have a specific date as to when, um, and there was no um, idea of who was going to be taking his place. Well, that is different. We do now know who's going to be taking over uh, both Action Comics and Superman uh, for Brian Michael Bendis, who ends his run, um, I guess, in February, because this uh, this writer's run starts in uh, March. Uh, the writer's name is Philip Kennedy Johnson, uh, who I, I've actually not heard of prior to this. Um, the only thing that I've seen that he's written, uh, and, and I haven't done a deep dive into him, uh, was something called The Last God uh, for DC Comics. So I'm not really sure um, what he's written before, um, but he's going to be taken over in March. And uh, according to the article that I read, actually on DC Comics blog, um, he is a uh, a big fan of Superman. So uh, I, uh, I for one, am uh, excited to to see the new creative team take over. Uh, because I was I was not a huge fan of the Bendis run. Uh, strangely, because Brian Michael Bendis is actually a really good uh, comic book writer. He's wrote some he's written some really good stuff. Uh, so when I first heard he was taking over Superman, I was pretty excited. Uh, mm -hmm. And then got you know into the stories that he was writing, and it was just like, mm, no. He he doesn't know this character. He does not understand the Superman character. Right. So it's just been a it's been a rough time with him at the helm, and uh, I I have been anxiously awaiting the time when he he ends his run on that book. So so he is, and and that's good. We're we're getting a new uh, creative team. So looking forward to seeing that and uh, what uh, goes on there. Oh, uh, also something that just came um just a couple hours ago I, I found out is that um hbo max is in the early stages of developing a sequel to batman the animated series uh so anyone that's seen batman the animated series that was uh one of the best animated series out there mm -hmm. uh you know it had mark hamill as the joker uh, you know, started the iconic uh, run of Kevin Conroy as uh, Batman, and um, and we're it looks like we're going to be getting a sequel. Um, so that would be uh, that would be really cool. I'm looking forward to that. Um, but also in DC, um, 
I, I mentioned earlier that I started watching the show Titans, mm-hmm. um, and we got a news report. I got it from I've seen it a couple of places, but the first place I saw it was Bleeding Cool News, uh, and it's that season three uh, is going to feature the character Barbara Gordon. And, Interesting, uh, and they have cast. Uh, an actress by the name of Savannah Welch. No idea who she is, but uh, be interesting to see how they tie her into Titans. Um, yeah. Now I'm not I'm not very far into the series. I'm still in in season one, and I'm about five episodes in. Like I said, and and it's very interesting how they're how they're doing this. Uh, kind of dark, gritty version of the Teen Titans. Um, another thing about this casting of Barbara Gordon is they mentioned they're going to tie in uh, bits and pieces of the Killing Joke storyline. Mm-hmm. So um, that'll be interesting. I'll be yeah. interested to see how that's going to work. Um Megan, I don't know. The article didn't say that it's a Batman Beyond series, uh, but but yeah, it it is. Batman Beyond animated show was kind of a sequel, but I, I think this is a a sequel uh, with Bruce Wayne as Batman. Um, and also to answer your earlier question, favorite Superman storylines, comic shows, or movies? Uh, you might want to listen to our Superman episode from uh several several months back this was this was pre uh pre charlie actually so um this was an episode that we did uh, let me let me check just to see because that's going to bother me if i can't remember um that was back in july that we did that and uh yeah, it was kind of a, a overall Superman episode. I'm I'm posting the link in the chat here for you, if you want to check that out. Uh, that was a good episode. It was a long one, so so strap yourselves in. That was me and uh, Joey and um, my friend Dave Brown um, was on that episode with us, and and we we got pretty long winded on that one. Superman's a uh, pretty uh, pretty much a favorite of ours. Um, and that is actually all the news that I have, but I think you've got something else too. I do. I have one last uh, bit of news and then we're going to get into a little bit of uh, discussion here. Um, and, uh, this is coming from, um, I guess it's coming from, uh, Collider and, uh, Kevin Feige himself. Uh, and a lot of people are asking, uh, especially after the WandaVision has taken off, uh, when could we possibly see uh, X-Men uh, or more mutants in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? And uh, Kevin Feige uh, told Collider uh, that uh, there is a plan in place for the X-Men to join the MCU. Uh, in that it could even happen in the next few years, uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, amazing because a lot of people are uh, clamoring for a redo of 
the X-Men, uh, especially after the last uh, few X-Men movies uh, have mm, yeah. uh, not really been received very well. Um, so the question is, is how could they do that? Well, uh, one of the oh. things that they're talking about. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say that they essentially already have one of the X-Men in the MCU right now. Uh, which one? Uh, uh, Scarlet Witch. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. and, and that's what I was going to say. The, the first two mutants, uh, you know, would be, uh, Wanda and her brother, mm. uh, you know, that, that was, uh, shown, uh, but, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, how far, ha you know, and they kind of stayed away from the mutant side of that. And I, and if I remember right, when they, uh, when they showed them, uh, with their powers, I believe they attributed it to the Tesseract, uh, yeah. is that, that's how they kind of got their powers. But, uh, if I remember right, the Tesseract actually mutated them to, to do so. Um, and so, you, you know, I don't know how it does, how it goes. I just remember the, uh, opening of the, uh, the, the X-Men, uh, movie with uh, Patrick Stewart saying, you know, sometimes there's leaps and, you know, I don't know exactly what causes those leaps. Uh, so they could do it. Um, See, I've always had a theory on that. Mm -hmm. I think that they were mutants and the Tesseract uh, kind of, uh, you know, how uh, in puberty come, like makes it active, basically activated their mutant powers. Right. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, well, Kevin Feige, uh, you know, also uh, went on to say, you know, in hindsight, say in five years, when we're talking about everything that's happened, uh, everything can be a ramp to everything. Specifically, though, uh, he said, yes, uh, Monica and Captain Marvel, too, and specifically to Wanda teaming up with uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, we already know that there's going to be some extra dimensional stuff that's going on. Um, you know, we've already seen what Dr. Strange can do. Uh, Mephisto is, uh, is a name that comes to mind, uh, that she, cause she, uh, she controls the realm, uh, where Dr. Strange in the end of the Dr. Strange movie. Uh, so to have Wanda teaming up with him and then, bringing in a multiverse and then more uh, Marvel. And then for them to bring in uh, Monica Rambo uh, in Captain Marvel two, but she also makes an appearance in WandaVision. So, which I thought was really interesting uh, to bring her in there. So, man, I I'm excited for it. Um, you know, I, I've watched uh, the first two uh, episodes of WandaVision. Uh, did you get a chance to watch those? Yeah, I watched them both. Yeah, and what did you think about them? Um, I, I don't know. I, I was I wasn't into it. Uh, I'm gonna keep watching it because I want to know where it's going. But I'm just I wasn't I wasn't a huge fan of the whole black and white. Uh, I love Lucy 
type vibe it had. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there was some interesting stuff that was going on in the second episode. Uh, you know, it got a, got a little bit more weirder and, and kind of uh, I can see the path that it's going on. So I, I didn't I didn't dislike it. Uh, and I liked it enough to where I'm going to keep watching it because I want to know what's going on. I mean, I, we all know what's going on, uh, really, but to see them tell the story, I, w- I want to yeah. see how they tell that story. Uh, by the way, uh, welcome, Cat. Uh, Cat came in the chat room just a little bit ago. Hey, uh, welcome. Here. Um, so I think I'm I'm one of the I, I think I'm the odd man out on this one because everybody that I know that's seen it has really liked it, mm-hmm. um, which that's 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 cool. I mean, I am a comic book uh, nerd, uh, so it, it seems odd that I wouldn't. But um, I don't like I said I don't dislike it. I just it was the vibe was a little weird for me. Yeah, and it definitely was, and I think that's. Uh, Part of the design of the show is, uh, in fact, uh, I was talking with uh, Nicole earlier, uh, or I, well, I guess it was over the weekend, uh, mm-hmm. about uh, that it kind of gives me a Stephen King vibe. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because, yes, you have all the, you know, the 1950s TV shows, the nostalgia you know, all that kind of stuff. It shows the picturesque town and how everything is just so nice. But underneath that surface, Mm -hmm. there's something brewing that you know is just not right. It just sets you, you know, uh, you're not at ease at any time because you're just trying to, what's around the corner? Is this going to be the reveal? Who is this? What's Mm -hmm. going on? And, and I think they do that on, you know, they must do that on purpose just to oh, get yeah. people, you know, to, you know, I don't want to equate it to a jump scare, but, uh, yeah, every time you flash forward, oh, here's something wrong. And then, you know, oh, no, here's the resolve and here, you know, back to the picturesque life. You know, even at the end of, uh, you know, the, the season two and spoilers for those that haven't seen it yet, uh, jock out for about 30 seconds. When when they rewind after seeing the the uh, the guy come out of the shadow, yeah, it, you know rewinds back to a happier time. Well, you know it's just a uh, I don't know. It, it's just kind of creepy, and she's you know uh, you can even hear it, and you know Wanda, who's doing this to you over the radio, and you mm-hmm. just hear it, and uh, you know even as it pans back from uh you know at the end of the credits and you see it's actually somebody watching a monitor or something that's going on right you know so it's just kind of off and crazy and man i so i like it it's uh it's just it's different definitely has a weird different vibe going to it but uh yeah i mean i'll keep watching it because i want to know uh ultimately what's uh, you know who's who's watching it and who's uh Who's uh, who's puppeteering everything? Yeah. Um, which I mean, which, I, I have my I have my theories of, of what's you know really going on, uh, just based on knowing the character Scarlet Witch from the comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Nicole, I, I think uh, I think that person, whoever it is, is trying to snap her out of it. 
Uh, I think you're you're right on the money there. But uh, it's it's a decent show. I wouldn't take my word for for uh, whether or not to watch it because it is. I I think it will get better. And and like I said, I think I'm just the odd man out on. on. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing how they tie it in with the Doctor Strange movie. And, yes. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think that is it for our news, isn't it? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, it is. All right, so we're going to talk about the Phantom Menace coming up here in a few minutes. Uh, but before we do that, um, we're going to go ahead and play another tune. This yes. one is by a band called the Costanzas. Uh, and they're actually um, based here in the uh, Oklahoma City area. Uh I think they're actually based out of Norman. Um, good friends of mine, actually. Uh, this is an older song of theirs, and it is called God Bless the Creatures of the Night. Hope you like this one. So Costanza, God Short bless sweet. creatures of the night. Yeah, so they're kind of got a little uh, misfitsy vibe going on there. Yeah, uh, I really like those guys. They've been around for a while, and we've done several shows with them. They're they're a good bunch of guys. Um, uh, all right, who is ready to talk the Phantom Menace? Oh, 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 me, me, me. <laughs> So we, we came up with this idea to go ahead and do uh, kind of a retrospective of the Skywalker saga. So we're talking, you know, the nine uh, saga films, if you want to just call them that. Um, and we're starting from the beginning. We're starting from The Phantom Menace, episode one. Um, first off, do, do you remember... Uh, do you remember going to the theater to see this one? Did you see it in the theater? Oh, I did. Yes. 
Absolutely. Uh, I've seen every Star Wars movie in the theater. Technically, I have too, but I did not see A New Hope when it originally came out. Hmm. Uh, I saw that one when the special edition came out. Uh, um, 97. When the original came out, I was living in Germany. And I don't uh, remember I don't remember ever going to a theater in Germany. <laughs> um, but yeah, the first movie that I saw in the theater was Empire Strikes Back. Mm. Um, but The Phantom Menace, I saw that one at the midnight release in um where was I living? I was living in Biloxi, Mississippi. I was still in the service. And I remember that I went about two days prior to the theater during a lunch break to go get the ticket for the midnight showing. And, uh, yeah, I just remember that place was absolutely packed. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I actually, <laughs> I actually went and saw that in the theater. I may have seen that at least four or five times. Uh, I even took, remember when they re-released it as uh, a 3d? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I took, uh, I took Joey to see that when it came out. Um, but yeah, so he, uh, other than the, uh, other than the sequel trilogy, the only one he's seen in the theater was the Phantom Menace. Um, I, th- yeah, I, I think, I think I saw it 15 times in the theater. Holy cow. You, you beat me. <laughs> um, that was one that uh, I just, I, I wanted to see over and over and uh, over again. Uh, Cause every time I watched it, I caught something different. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it, it, it's cool. Uh, in fact, this week, I think I watched it twice getting yeah. ready for this show. So, yeah. Um, so, so your overall thoughts on the film itself, I guess, I guess that kind of tells us that you really liked it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I never really had, uh, a bad thought really about it. I know sometimes it gets a lot of flack, oh, yeah. uh, but, um, I, I really liked it. I liked the way that uh george was able to put his actual vision on the screen because technology finally had caught up to what he had in his head uh and was able to do things uh could it have been a little bit smoother sure nowadays uh but Mm -hmm. for the time for 1999 that was you know that was great stuff and to think that you know it was released in 99 they uh, they were working on it from what uh, 96, 97 uh, into 98, and then had it re- ready to release because it was on film then. It wasn't. I don't think it was digital by that point. Uh, and uh, so they had to have it ready to go by the first part of uh, 99 in order to make it to the theaters on time. So uh, for technology, yeah, it, I, I really liked it. I liked where the story was going. Um, a few things that uh, weren't my f- all-time favorite, but I, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I enjoyed the movie overall. Yeah, I, I liked it overall. I, you know, I agree. I see a lot of flack over uh, 
over that one and and uh you know the the prequel trilogy in general um but you I mean when you're when you're first watching this you just gotta you gotta remember the time frame that we were in we were not in the golden age of star wars fandom it had been 16 mm -hmm. years since there was a there was a Star Wars movie in the theater, not not including the special editions, uh, mm -hmm. but uh, but a new Star Wars movie we had not gotten in sixteen years, and yeah. uh, the idea of him going back and and finally telling us the uh, origin of how Darth Vader became Darth Vader. And uh, this movie kind of kicked it off. And just like you, there were some things I didn't like about it, but there were some things that I really did like about it. Uh, mm -hmm. It's probably, I mean, it's not one, you know, it's not my favorite Star Wars movie, uh, but it's Star Wars and it, it definitely had its merits. Uh, right. Yeah. And here's, uh, so Kat says, I loved it then, still love it now. Mm -hmm. As it should be. <laughs> well, uh, even I, uh, as much as I love Star Wars and uh, with the original trilogy, um, you know, in the 70s and 80s, uh, they re-released -re the special editions of uh, uh, the star, the original trilogy. Let's see, that would have been 94, 95. 95 95 96 that they released the original trilogy special editions in theaters uh because i was in college uh at the time and across the street from the college was a uh movie theater and uh that would have been yeah it had been 95 96 that they did those um and whenever i didn't feel like going to class or had enough break in between classes run over to the movie theater and go check out one of the movies. Uh, and so it was only, you know, three years after they released that. So, you know, you could feel the, the pressure starting to build the, the fandom was starting to band back together and you had that uh, renewed sense of, we want more star Wars and bam, here comes the Phantom Menace. So, yeah. Uh, I thought they played that very, very well. Uh, they really got people back in, you know, into it. And yeah, I, I, I was excited. So I, I looked it up. The, the special editions were released in 97. Really? Was it 97? Yeah. I mean, that makes sense now that I think about it because I remember where I was when I saw them. Um, I was actually living in New Mexico. Oh, okay. Well, uh, not that whole year, but I do remember uh, going to a theater in. Mm, where was I at? I think it was in Las Cruces. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I was living in Alamogordo, but uh, I was in Las Cruces at the time when I saw A New Hope mm -hmm. special edition. Uh, in. Empire, however, I don't remember where I saw it. It had to have been in Alamogordo, but I can't, for the life of me, remember a movie theater there. <laughs> that 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 place was. Uh, I don't think I'd want to go 
live there again. I tell you that it was, it was just there's not a whole lot out there. Oh yeah. Oh um, uh, yeah. I know. Trust me. I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that, that sounds about right. That was, uh, yeah, maybe the first part of, uh, 97. Yeah. Um, um, New hope was in, uh, February. Yeah. Um, let's see, where did it go? I just, I think I just unclicked. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. New hope was January. Empire strikes back was February and return of the Jedi was March. Okay. So yeah, yeah. I, I had to have still been in New Mexico when I saw those. Um, yeah. That, so yeah, that was, uh, I was just, just getting over my, uh, stage four cancer, uh, oh, wow. when those came out and, uh, yeah, sometimes I just, you know, I didn't want to sit through class. Uh, yeah. so you know, movie theater. So, so, uh, do you want to jump run us through a real quick, uh, plot synopsis? Sure. Yeah. Um, well, let, let me go back real quick. Uh, you know, some of the things that, uh, you know, and where I was going at with the, uh, the, uh, original trilogy, uh, especially the being re-released, uh, right there, uh, the opening crawl for the Phantom Menace, uh, you know, it's a uh, turmoil has engulfed the Galactic Republic. The taxation of trade routes uh, to outlying star systems is in dispute. Hoping to resolve the matter with a blockade of deadly battleships, the Greedy Trade Federation has stopped all shipping to the small planet of Naboo. While the Congress of the Republic endlessly debates this alarming chain of events, the Supreme Chancellor has secretly dispatched two Jedi Knights the guardians of peace and justice in the galaxy to settle the conflict. So I, uh, even from there, I was already expecting, uh, you know, uh, well, Jedi. So I'm like, great. Awesome. We're, we're, we're going to see more Jedi, uh, you know, and then the Supreme chancellor, I immediately thought of Palpatine, you know, yeah. uh, or I don't even think they said his, uh, his name at that point, but it was just the emperor. So I was expecting, you know, the emperor to, you know, be the Supreme chancellor. Cause that's who we saw was, you know, in the original trilogy. So mm -hmm. I had all these thoughts just reading, you know, this opening crawl. Uh, so yeah. Uh, you know, it opens up the film. Uh, you know, you have, uh, the general unrest that's around Naboo. Uh, the droids are there. Uh, you know, and there's quite a few there. It actually uh, surprised me when I went back and watched uh, this time around, uh, you know, seeing all of the droid ships that were surrounding the planet. And, you know, I, I never really took stock of that before, but you could actually see them. Uh, and then the Jedi Knights come in and, uh, you know, it's uh, you get the quick wit of Obi-Wan, uh, you know, the uh, let's have patience of Qui-Gon. Uh, and, uh, you know, things just don't turn out the way that they're supposed to. The trade Federation tries to kill off the Jedi. Uh, they escape to the planet. Uh, they, uh, get the queen, uh, and they need to get her off of, uh, off the planet and take her to Coruscant. Uh, but as they're escaping the planet, uh, they, uh, their ship gets damaged and one of the closest ones that's around, uh, was Tatooine. Uh, and, uh, they land there, 
Uh, and then we get to see uh, how events uh, unfold. We get to see the boy, uh, you know, and uh, we get to learn more about uh, his life, um, you know, where he came from uh, and uh, some of his special abilities. And uh, in order to help them uh, out, he uh, does something that uh, only he can do and that uh, no other human can. And that's participate in the pod race and actually have a chance of winning. So we go through a large sequence where, uh, where we have the pod race. Um, you know, the, uh, you know, the boy wins. Uh, and not only that, he uh, wins his freedom. And uh, they journey to uh, Coruscant once the ship is fixed. And we see some other... Uh, shady side of things, not necessarily from the Droid, fe uh, Droid, Droid Federation, uh, but the uh, the politics that's at work, uh, the greedy pol uh, the uh, greedy Senate, and uh, and the seemingly uh, helpless Jedi that uh, really uh, can't do or won't do much to to stop it. Uh, and then, uh, you know, after a few uh, resolutions, uh, you know, they journey back to Naboo uh, to try to uh, rid uh, the invaders. Um, and uh, we get a bad, uh, you know, the, the dark side finally uh, shows its face a little bit. And uh, we have a battle between the dark and the light. Uh, and uh, the light side wins. And... Um, you know, the uh, everyone's is reunited on the planet, and everyone is uh, uh, peace, love, and happiness, and all that good stuff. General yeah. plot synopsis. Okay. Um. So let, let me. Uh, I wanted to uh, play something here real quick. See if anybody remembers this one. <laughs> A long, long time ago, <laughs> in a galaxy far away, Naboo was under an attack. All right. Yeah, that's enough of that. I don't want to get dinged with copyright infringement. That's a uh, uh, even faster uh, plot synopsis than uh, than what I gave. Uh, that, was a, that, was a, that was a fun uh, fun song. I remember when that first oh, came yeah. My, um, my, this uh, Anakin guy maybe yeah. later someday later just now he's a small fry i gotta say but you know what now that i think about it uh even though it was not my favorite film of the series uh there was a movie poster um mm. that was probably my favorite star wars movie poster and i'm, I'm trying to find it here uh so that i can i can post it on here oh come on where are you at while you're looking for that one i i saw a different one uh that was very similar to that uh and it had uh tom brady uh standing there in the uh sand uh in his shadow uh was uh, uh that of a goat and i oh. thought it was absolutely I amazing all right i found it 
Yes, sir. That is really my favorite Star Wars movie poster. Oh, uh, uh, by far. I, I yeah. It speaks so many volumes. And uh, I used to have it and uh, hung up just uh, very similar to that with Axe on the Wall because at the time I didn't know any better. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah, it, it, it was absolutely amazing. I wish I still had it. Uh, amazing, amazing poster. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to get that poster and hang it up somewhere. That's great. Yeah. All right. So, uh, we're going to get a little bit deep into it. And, uh, I think you wanted to talk about some character highlights. Um, well, yeah, when we were discussing what to talk about, you know, there's so many things that we can, whether it's, uh, thematic elements or whether it's, uh, you know, uh, character association or, mm -hmm. or anything. Uh, I just thought we would, uh, go, uh, you know, just categorize the main participants of this movie, uh, into, uh, a couple of groups here. Yeah. Um, so we were, we were just talking here in the chat about Darth Maul. Uh, I mentioned that Darth Maul, uh, was great in that movie, uh, but he was not my favorite character in The Phantom Menace. Uh, but there were, were there were definitely a, a, a slew of, of, of great characters in this film, uh, many of which uh, were very were not in the entire saga. Um, you know, like Darth Vader or uh, Obi-Wan or uh, C-3PO. <laughs> um, so uh, where do you want to start things off? Uh, well, I mean, let's talk about the Jedi. Okay. Um, so the Jedi are not quite at the, at the height or, or the apex of their of their power uh, but we do see a lot more Jedi obviously than we did uh, in the original trilogy uh, of course because order 66 had not happened uh, our fader had not wiped them all out uh, but we get a good sense of um, the different for lack of a better way to say it, the different types of Jedi you get, you get that first glimpse into uh, one of the Jedi that isn't completely light, but isn't really quite dark either. You get that first glimpse into the gray Jedi, mm. uh, the Jedi who uh, has the right intentions and uh you know and uh but kind of does things his own way um and of course i'm speaking about qui-gon because mm -hmm. uh, movie wise he's he's or or really uh in any way you look at it he's probably one of the first gray jedi that we get mm -hmm. um so you don't get a whole lot of sense of uh, 
the force itself, except for the fact that you, we have now brought, uh, the movie has brought uh, kind of science into the force. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the Jedi, you know, the, at, at the, at the, at the central uh, piece of this movie, of course, you've got Qui-Gon and uh, Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, re- the rest of the Jedi don't show up until later in the movie. Um, so you kind of learn about the Jedi uh, from those two. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, just with the... Um, uh, j- from the very opening of the film and... Uh, you have uh, Obi-Wan and he's kind of that uh, swarmy, you know, sense of humor kind of, you know, <laughs> thing, you know, you know, uh, you were right. The negotiations were short and, yeah. uh, you know, it's just uh, you know, not something that I would have uh, imagined uh, him to be in then versus the very stoic, uh you know, uh, Qui-Gon and you can already see that there's a division, uh, within the Jedi because he's, you know, uh, but you know, uh, I've got a, you know, bad feeling about this or, you know, and, uh, you know, or, uh, Qui-Gon kind of chides him, you know, but master Yoder says, you know, I should pay attention to this. And he's like, yeah, but not, not forsaking the present, you know, don't pay, pay attention to the future, but, you know, keep your mind here and now, uh, kind of keeping him, you know, just, you know, I don't know. You almost could see a division there, um, in the way that T was, uh, you know, wanting the child to be trained, uh, and the Jedi telling him, Nope, uh, you know, he can't do it. it reminded me a lot of, uh, you know, um, uh, empire with Yoda's, uh, you know, not wanting to train Luke, you know, Oh, he's too old. Yeah. Oh, too old to begin the training you are. So, uh, you know, we see a lot of it, you know, kind of play out. Uh, and yeah, they just kind of stumble over each other. And, uh, I don't know if that's just because the, uh, what we know to come later and the dark side is clouding things. Uh, but it just seems like, you know, you have uh, the Jedi and they have all these different viewpoints. And then you have, you know, Lord Sidious uh, that is controlling the, uh, you know, the Sith side. And, you know, he's very matter of a fact. He's very, you know, he's has everything planned. He's already trained his apprentice. You know, they're not going to be any match for you. They knew he knew what was going on. He he had all the planning. He was all together, and then you have the Jedi who are kind of scattered all over the place. Yeah. So, oh, that's my thoughts on the Jedi in that movie. Yeah, and as far as Obi Wan goes, I think, uh, and, and even Qui Gon, um, I think they cast those two roles perfectly. Oh, I agree. Um, you know, uh, Ewan McGregor as a young uh, version of of the character. Uh, made famous by my Alec Guinness, um, he did a he did a masterful job doing that character. Yes, um, and and uh, Liam Neeson was was perfect in that role too. He as Qui Gon. He uh, he really uh, portrayed what I think George was trying to uh, 
get us to think about Qui-Gon. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I actually think that uh, him being cast as uh, uh, as Qui-Gon led him to be cast as uh, Ra's al Ghul in Batman Begins as well. The very gray type of character, middle of the road, yeah. you know. Uh, so, yeah, I thought that was... Uh, that was pretty cool. It's very, very similar outlooks and ways of thinking. Uh, yeah, I don't think that they could have been cast any better. Yeah, by the way, that's actually one of my favorite movies. Batman Begins? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a, he, did a, he did a great job in that movie. Um, okay, let's talk about Darth Maul. Sure. So we've got a character who uh, was very hyped up prior to the film uh, being released. And um, again, I think cast pretty well. Uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, you really, for that type of character, you really had to get somebody that was athletic uh, and they did a really good job with Ray Park. Mm -hmm. Um, And but overall like looking back on it well okay not taking into account the clone wars or rebels looking back at this one film uh i don't want to say whether was he necessary isn't really what i'm looking for but it was he was he a great character um uh no but yes um there was uh the character itself had uh so much because we didn't know anything about him yeah had so much mystique built in i i i feel the same way about maul as i do about boba fett there's mm-hmm. just enough draw to, you know, the costume, you know, it's like, Ooh, who's he, where's he from? What's his backstory? You know, the, the lightsaber, you know, it's the first time we've seen a double-sided lightsaber. Awesome. Wow. Um, you mean in the movies? In the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, it's like, right. Awesome. Let's, uh, you know, who's this guy. And then, then he got the, to me, he got the, you know, the Boba Fett treatment, you know, uh, got beat by a blind guy with an oar. Uh, you know, it's just, it, it was over after a quick flash and then it's like, oh, well, okay, well maybe, you know, uh, the, you know, uh, Lord Sidious didn't train him as well he, as he thought, or, you know, it just, I, I don't know. Um, I really, but after seeing the movie, I was like, wow, we got gypped in that. You know, I thought we were going to see something huge. And, but it also ignited that fire where I wanted to know more about, well, who's this guy? Where does he come from? Yeah. Uh, that, that was, that's a good way to put it. I, I feel like we got gypped. Yeah. Uh, Cause I, I thought he was going to, you know, he was really hyped up. But aside from that, I was really excited about 
the uh, I was really excited to see the apprentice of the man that was going to become the emperor. And I, I was just, I really wanted to, to know more about him. And, uh, and then they, you know, they, they ax him in the first movie and it's like, yeah, oh. well, yeah. that was, that was disappointing. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. Nicole says that he, uh, he, not necessarily my favorite villain, uh, but he is a very cool villain slash character. I would definitely agree with that. He is interesting. Uh, I liked him a lot more after uh, having watched Clone Wars and Rebels. Yes. Um, and then when we get to see him at the very end of Solo, mm -hmm. uh, I was I was like, oh man, this is gonna be great, you know, thinking we're gonna get more of that. And yes, lo and behold, we still don't have a sequel to Solo. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Darth Maul is a very, uh, like I said, mysterious and, uh, um, interesting villain. Uh, yes. and, and I think he, I think he was there to do what he was meant to do. He was there to kill the, uh, person who was meant to train Anakin, uh, and then, kind of lead Anakin down on that path to eventually become uh, the apprentice to uh, Darth Sidious. Um, so let's, uh, let's go ahead and jump to, I guess we can call it the white elephant in the room. Let's talk about Jar Jar. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> as, as, as I like to call him Darth Jar Jar, <laughs> um, because I still, uh, I, I still had high hopes, uh, that, um, we would have gotten that arc in the future movies, uh, that he was a more important character than what we had gotten. Um, and not just Jar Jar. Uh, but the whole Gungan race, uh, at all, I thought was abysmal. Uh, I hated it. Absolutely. Uh, and, and the reason why, and the only reason why is the accent. And I know that we get a lot of, uh, things uh, about accents in the Star Wars universe, but uh, even if it was something more like, you know, an Irish brogue or uh, more of a, a, you know, native Russian tongue, rather than the Boston accent, you know, I just, I mean, it, it made them even. There are other ways. If they were, if he was trying to portray them as not intelligent or not as intelligent, I, I'm not sure what the reasoning for the accent was, other than to just have them apart. But if he would have given them another type of accent and straight dialogue, rather than the fumbling and bumbling of the words that they're trying to use, uh, I mean, 
give them an alien language with some subtitles, something. Uh, you know, I and I don't mind the character and the the whole marketing, and I think that they were trying to go with like what they captured with the Ewok craze of Return of the Jedi. If you have something cute and you know endearing, then you have more merchandising possibilities. But it really, it really got to me. Now Jar Jar itself, I, I don't mind him as a character. I think Ahmad Best did an amazing job with what he was given. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, I, I can't. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, no. I think. Ahmed Best did an amazing job with what was written. I just think what was written was not very good. <laughs> yes, I agree 100%. <laughs> um, so that, that, that's all we need to say about Jar Jar. We don't, we don't yeah. need to continue. Um, the next character I want to talk about um, – is who was actually my favorite character uh, in the Phantom Menace, and uh, you might you, you might uh, feel very strongly about this one too. Um, my favorite character was actually Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get to see the Emperor well before he's the Emperor, and and get to see. Uh, not quite where he started from, but where his political, uh, aspirations were turning. Yeah. We get the sense, we really, really get the sense in this movie of what a genius this guy was. Mm -hmm. Evil genius, but a genius. Yes. Very patient genius and you get the the sense of uh even right up to the end of the film you you get the sense of the strings he is pulling to get us where we end up in a new hope oh yeah absolutely and and, uh and yeah that, that character was just amazing that uh, the the one line that he delivers at the end, oh. you know, we'll we'll watch your career with great interest. And, yeah, you will. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, okay, yeah. yeah. And uh, but yeah, it's just, you know, you could see it, he just he, he acts like a politician. He, mm-hmm. you know, his mannerisms, the the smugness, it, yeah. you know the you know the backbiting under his breath of, uh, you know it's like uh, you know when he's talking to uh, Amidala in the Senate chamber, and he's telling her, all right, well they're going to do for they're going to call for a you know a committee, and nothing ever happens in committees, and you know, and so you know you see him, and she he even says, now you're going to see his power vanish. And, you know, and it's like, oh, wow. You know, so, yeah, what a puppet master. Yeah, just such a, such a genius. And uh, no, no surprise that he ended up where he was uh, because he had the pieces all, you know, he was Mm -hmm. slowly, slowly setting the pieces 
on the chessboard. And then, yeah, it was, it was great. Um, I don't think we've got any more characters to talk about. Um, uh, I, I, not necessarily characters, um, but I did think that it was uh, interesting the way that they kind of tied back to the original trilogy of uh, on Tatooine uh, about uh, one having the slaves. Uh, Jabba is still there. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and in charge, there's no Republic uh, presence that's there uh, at the time. Uh, they even say, uh, you know, Republic credits are no good here. Uh, you know, yeah. So uh, I, I thought that that was an uh, interesting uh, way to um, to have the the backstory uh, start from. Uh, you know, especially when you see the planet that Luke starts off of in the original mm -hmm. trilogy, and you revisit it, and it's like, oh, well, you know, you know, Anakin came from there, and so you're like, oh, wow, that's that's really interesting, you know, that yeah. there's ties to the planet. And then it gets you wondering, well, how, you know, why, why was Luke such a secret then? You know, uh, you know, how did, how did it tie in? You know, oh, my father was, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, ran starships or whatever, whatever his uh, uh, uncle taught, told him. Spice uh, freighter. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's like, well, was he on the planet? Did Luke know him? You know, what's, you know, what's going on? Yeah. We know that he was with his aunt and uncle, but you know, uh, so yeah, I thought, I thought that was interesting way that they kind of, uh, did the, uh, you know, portrayed the outer rim, uh, people at the time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think that's all I have for characters. Okay. So, overall, what did you like about the film, and what did you dislike about it? Oh, well, uh, my main dislike is they really didn't touch on the dark side. Yeah. Uh, he, he's in the shadows, okay. Uh, you know, you have, especially with a, uh, orchestration such as duel of the fates and you have that one lightsaber battle and that's it. And then, you know, done roll credits, you know, next chapter. And I'm like, huh, yeah. but you know, we really didn't get much of a bad guy in, you know, in the movie and, you know, is it, was it politicians? Uh, was it Watto, uh, you know, for, uh, you know, being a hard, you know, slave owner, uh, you know, we know job is a bad guy in return of the Jedi, but you know, so was he the, you know, what's, what's the bad guy here? We don't really get that other than, you know, up oh, one fight and you know, there it is. Yeah. Uh, uh, other dislike is just, uh, Gungans in general. Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, what I did like, um, uh, more Star Wars. It was more Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, I, I loved uh, the way that uh, the pieces started fitting together uh, and you could start to see the story uh, being told. 
I think that it is one of the top um, scores uh, that John Williams has done. I really loved the music uh, behind it. Uh, it. It was absolutely amazing. Uh, and the last like that I can uh, that I'll add that we haven't already talked about uh, was I really liked the fact that they put ET in the sense <laughs> chambers. Yeah, that just it, it really tied in that movie when ET sees the kid dressed up like Yoda and says home, and you're like, oh, oh wow. You know, and it's connected. And then you see, you know, uh, the Senate chamber and there's two E.T. characters that are sitting there. And so, oh, no wonder that they, you know, he recognized them. So, yeah, uh, that that was, yeah, that's my last like. Okay. Um, I'll start off with my likes. I really like that we got a, a sense of how politics and Star Wars works, mm-hmm. at, least, at least in the uh, leading up to. Uh, the empire, like what, what was politics like before the empire happened? We got a really good sense of that. Um, both, uh, if you want to call it civilian politics and with Jedi politics, mm-hmm. uh, we got to see, uh, the Jedi temple. Um, and we get to see this, uh, this Jedi council, and so they were they were really good at portraying the Jedi. Uh, but like you said, we didn't get a whole lot of uh, imagery of the dark side. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd have to say that was uh, I have to agree with you on, on that being a dislike. Uh, dislike same Gungans just don't like the Gungans. Uh I don't like that we got dipped with Darth Maul. I wanted to see more of him. Um, I liked. I liked the whole Tatooine sequence. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked seeing this is the planet where Luke came from, and like like you said, you know, co- coincidentally, it happens to be where Anakin was from as well. And uh, just like to see. Uh, more because we didn't get a whole lot of it in A New Hope. Uh, not not enough to tell us a story about the planet. Yeah, uh, this one told us uh, more about the planet itself. Um, but yeah, so uh, and then I I would also agree as far as a like it was more Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. We finally got a new Star Wars movie. You know that was. It was great to see Star Wars up on the big screen again after so many years. Um, so I think that is all we have. Next week we're going to come back uh, and talk about Attack of the Clones. Um, and then, um, but you know, we're not we're not wrapping up just yet. We still have our top five list to go over. And uh, our top five list this week is top five droids. Uh, we posted that question out to both Twitter and uh, Facebook. Um, and, and we got some responses back. So I'm going to go over a few of those responses. And then we're going to talk about our own uh, top five droids. 
so you folks in the chat be thinking about who your favorite droids are. And before we get into any of that, we're going to play our last song of the evening. Um, this one I'm just going to call uh, a little bit of uh, shameless self-promotion. Uh, this is uh, by the band Get Fired, which is my band. And uh, this song was off of our first EP that came out in August of 2016. Uh, the EP was called Things That Are Not Rocket Science. Uh, and Wait a minute. Is that the right album? Yeah, that's the right album. I'm getting it mixed up now. Um, but this is the song uh, Mail Order Bride. Here we go. bride by get fired you know it's amazing what a personnel lineup change will do for a song because that song sounds totally different now i think <laughs> we have to re-record that <laughs> so what did you do on that song were you singing yeah yeah i wrote that song and uh and sang on it um but yeah it sounds 
Like that, that band is a, is really a completely different lineup now than it was in 2016. Like I, I'm the only person from that lineup that's still with the band. Um, but yeah, it sounds so completely different. Um, anyway, moving on. Top five list. Um, we are doing top five droids. So let me get my notes pulled up here and uh, go over some of the answers that we got. Uh, most of the responses we got were on Facebook uh, from a Star Wars group uh, that I uh, am a member of called the Outer Rim. Uh, actually, let me get the complete title of that one because I, I don't remember what the actual title is. Um, and pulling it up here. Okay, yeah, it's just the Outer Rim, a Star Wars group. Um, so most of the responses came from that group. Uh, so Caroline, uh, her favorite is BB-8. Uh, Jebediah, IG-11 from Mando. Uh, Brad, his favorite is Chopper. Uh, James was R2-D2. Thomas was K2-SO. Uh, one that just came in today, Holly, uh, actually gave us a list. She didn't give us a five. She gave us four. Uh, hers was R2-D2, K2-SO, C-3PO, and BB-8. And the last one I've got on here, oh, here's a different one. Uh, he did give us five. And, uh, we've got, uh, HK-47. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, R2-D2, K2SO, BB9E, and CH10. Uh, and then over on Twitter, uh, Nicole, who we all know is uh, PeaceLove underscore SW, uh, said R2-D2, C3PO, and BB8. And looks like we got a few in the uh, chat room as well. Uh, yep. Megan said Chopper, K2SO. R2-D2, C-3PO, and IG-11. And uh, Kat is uh, R2, 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 R2. She likes R2, apparently. Um, all right. Well played. well played. Very good. Very good. So uh, let's start with our number five. You want to go ahead and kick us off? Oh, what a list. Um hard 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 list to do uh, in fact we uh even talked about this when i was on with the scarif guys uh last week uh or was that this week maybe this no last week i, I guess wasn't it friday friday night yeah um so uh and my list has changed since then uh okay. so uh number five l3 okay yeah, uh, just uh, it was amazing character. I loved uh, I, I love seeing uh, the interaction 
that uh, she had uh, with uh, other droids and uh, humans as well. Uh, great droid. Yeah, she's a good one. She's a good one. Uh, my number five is R2-D2. Um, ever since seeing him in A New Hope, uh, it's, it's just kind of... Uh, kind of hard to to be attached to that little guy or hard to not be attached i guess is what yeah. i mean uh, so it was really really uh really cool droid uh little jerk in some ways and uh i, I just love the uh i love the banter back and forth that he has with uh his pal c3po Number four on my list, Chopper. Uh, love Chopper. Uh, love the attitude. Uh, the uh, uh, just the demeanor uh, that we get yeah. from the droid uh, in uh, in the animated show. Uh, yeah, uh, great, great, great droid. Great droid. He's fun. All right, number four on my list is IG-11. Uh, he is the he is what I wanted to see from IG-88. Uh, you know, having heard from about IG-88 in comics and and mm -hmm. barely seeing him in the movie, uh, I just I was like, okay. So why is everybody afraid of this guy? He's just a droid who's a bounty hunter. I don't get it. I want to see why an uh, you know an IG assassin droid is so uh, such a great asset to have, and and IG eleven gave that to us. Uh, yeah, just from that first time we see him in the Mandalorian uh, till the very end, he's just it was just a great character, great droid. Fun stuff. I, I agree. And if uh, if I would have had a top 10, then he definitely would have been on there. <laughs> so we'll get to number three on my list. Three. Hey, Nicole, guess what? It's C-3PO. I've actually moved him into my top three. Um, right. One, because of the association with R2. Uh, their the witty banter that they have, uh, but he's always there when you need him. He's always useful, um, you know. Sometimes overly useful, uh, and likes to uh, insert himself in situations that uh, that he shouldn't, and uh, probably tell you some odds that he shouldn't. But uh, he he's really won me over. Uh, so I yeah yeah I thought he was really great in Rise of Skywalker. Yes. That that scene uh with Babu Frick and and just the whole just just the whole movie these things the, oh Babu Frick he's one of my closest friends and or oldest friends and, and he yeah C3PO was was great in that movie. I loved him. Uh my number 3 was uh l3 mm. uh i love the uh the whole revolutionary <laughs> droid uh idea it was it was great and uh 
I love that that movie uh, specifically focus. You know, when it focused on her, it kind of gave us a glimpse uh, and, and a better understanding of Han's connection to the Falcon and why you know he was always talking about go talk to her. And I mean, we know men call their cars her, but this was this was it. It brought it a little closer to home in that yeah. the Falcon was really uh, was really L three. I mean, she, uh, it was it just solidified that connection between Han and and the Falcon, and uh, just the whole uh, the whole connection between her and Lando was yeah. amazing too. It was, it was great. Yeah. Even when, uh, 3PO says, uh, well, she has a strange dialect. And yeah. I'm yeah. like, ah, okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, see, Megan got it. Uh, uh, hopefully I said that before I saw it on the, on her, on the screen, but, uh, Megan and I said the same thing. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, no, not that one. The, uh, the, why, why the Falcon had a strange dialect. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's cool. So, oh, number two. Number two. Number two. K two so. I mean, I. How can you be a droid that says what's on his mind? And, All the time. <laughs> and gets away with it, and. <laughs> I think the what really sealed the deal for me uh, was the smack that he gave Cassian. Uh, a for <laughs> yeah, uh, that was that just absolutely was amazing. Uh, I loved uh, loved to see him in that movie. Uh, and the great part is, is we're going to get to see more in the Cassian series. So, yeah. So I can't wait. Um, yeah, my number two is K2SO also. Uh, love them. That was, that was great smack. And, and just the, you know, the, the conversations that he had with, with both uh, Cassian and, uh, and Jen or so it was just, He's he's just amazing. He can't. It's going to be hard to beat him. But but somebody did beat him on my list. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I'm really yeah I'm really looking forward to seeing him in the Andor series and uh, and I'm really looking forward to seeing Alan Tudak uh, portray him again because yes. he, he did a great job. He's he's uh, He's one of those hidden favorites, one of those hidden gems. You know, you get them from Firefly. Uh, uh, another show uh, that he was in that I thought he was really good in, kind of not the normal type of character he, he usually plays, uh, was in a, uh, a, a series, a very short-lived series, kind of like Firefly, uh, called Dollhouse. Um huh. That was a series also created by uh, Joss Whedon, um, but he he basically played the antagonist in that in that show. Uh, but yeah, Alan is uh, is a great actor and a great voice actor, and uh, be looking forward to seeing him portray K two S O again. Yes. All right, number one. 
R2D2. Okay. R2D2. Uh, we wouldn't have Star Wars without him. Uh, no, no, you wouldn't. I, from the message that he delivers uh, to uh, fixing the uh, Naboo Starfighter, uh, mm -hmm. to providing the rest of the map for, uh, you know, to get to uh, Luke. Um, he's always there. Uh, he might, uh, you know, be a little bit smart in the mouth, but I think uh, we can see that I kind of enjoy those kind of characters. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, uh, amazing, amazing character. And I think what really gets me there with uh, R2 uh, probably even more than uh, C-3PO is when they first started making these movies, there was an actual person inside R2. Yeah. And that, that gave him so much more. I mean, I expected that with C-3PO, but to, to learn as a little kid that there was actually a person inside R2 Mm -hmm. making him behave that way was just, uh, yeah, it, it was over the top. So uh, I would have loved to see him more in the sequel trilogy, but, uh, you know, we got what we got. So, All right. So my number one uh, has actually already been mentioned in, in a list. <laughs> And it is right there. Chopper. Chopper. Chopper's my favorite. He's he's just hilarious. He's uh, he's uh, he's obnoxious. He's uh, he's almost like he's R two D two set up to twelve. Yeah, just obnoxious and and helpful when he wants to be uh, and very not helpful when he doesn't want to be. <laughs> he is just, he's a great addition to the, uh, to the ghost crew. And uh, he is my favorite droid. Yeah. So there we have it. Favorite droids. Um, let's see. Uh, so I want to thank everybody for jumping into the chat with us. Uh, Nicole, Kat, Megan, uh, RFB, um, having uh, having some discussion about uh, The Phantom Menace with us. Hope you join us again next week. We will be talking about Attack of the Clones, uh, the second episode in the Skywalker saga. So what what's the uh, what's the over under on uh, uh, us mentioning sand? <sighs> Let's not mention sand. <laughs> I don't like sand. We it's can cool. we can discuss that when we talk about our dislike about the film. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so that's all I've got. Do you have any parting thoughts? Um. No, hey, uh, thanks uh, for everybody for uh, enjoying the chat. Uh, next time, uh, bring a friend or two. Uh, we always have more fun when 
there's more people to bounce our uh, crazy ideas off of. Uh, so yeah, uh, make sure you mention it for a friend or two. Uh, maybe they can bring, come in. Uh, I think next week we're going to have a guest uh, join us and uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, um, if you're listening to this in the podcast version, uh, appreciate you listening that way as well. Uh, come on in, join us in the live chat. Heck yeah. All right. Thanks for everybody for listening. Uh, this has been episode 33 of Rogue One Radio. And we hope to see you next week. May the force be with you. Absolutely.